Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, real quick, before we get this party started, Sarah and I have an earnest request. We're two best friends making and editing and hosting this podcast, and we would love for you to share this show with your best friend. And follow on your platform of choice. It really helps us to gain more exposure, and we are so grateful for your support. Okay, now on with the show. Three. One fight. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. Uh, everyone in my house is sick. Oh, no. Except for me. I'm not fully sick. As you know, though, I feel like with sickness, the viruses are very specific. Like, let's get the kids and the husband. Let's leave mom out of it. Let's leave mom out of it because you know what? She's got to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And then until everyone's well, and then they're like, okay, now let's. Now, now that let's everyone go. has high energy and there's like the event you've been looking forward to, let's strike mom out. Let's yep. get her out of there. 100%. So everyone else can go to like Disney World and you have to stay home. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, though, I would let everyone go to Disney World and I stay home. That's fair. I would too. I'd be like, oh, sorry. I can't so, go. I think I texted you this yesterday. I saw photos of people in Disney World. And I'm like, you know what? That looks miserable. I just don't think it's like, I think that it's been really well marketed as a mm -hmm. magical place, right? And so people yeah. are like, we have to do it. We have to go. Everyone's going to have the best time. But when I imagine going to Disney as a parent, I imagine it being a lot of tears, a lot of crying, a lot of um, not eating really expensive plates of food. Yes. And then a lot of, I want that from the gift store. Oh my gosh. And then waiting in lines and then you have to figure out what you want to go do. Like there's so much planning involved in a trip to Disney, not even just planning to go, like where you're going to stay, getting the tickets, booking the airfare, all of that, which is a tackle unto itself. But to plan then when you're there, your itinerary, you can't just it's go. It's an entire industry, Disney planning. People make money as Disney planners for people's family vacation because that's how stressful and complicated it is. And it's there's so awful. many like tricks, like you got to get a fast pass, but you got to get a fast pass for like these rides. I don't know. It just sounds like a lot. It sounds it's like a lot. lot of stuff, but I don't have the mental capacity for no. it right now. And I'm not rich enough to hire someone to plan it for me. Yeah. And I don't you know? really, I wouldn't, even if I was, I'd be like, I'm going to take this on by myself because that's who I am. And it's then, and then I'd be like, this is miserable. I should have paid someone to do this. I would pay if I was rich enough and wealthy enough to go to Disney because going to Disney for a family, airfare, tickets, hotels, it's a small fortune. It's an investment. And then I would be there and I'd be so mad at everyone. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, you should smile. I'd be like that parent. Yes. Like everyone be happy. Be magical. Be place on earth. 
which is then, so if I'm rich enough to do it, I would assume I'm rich enough to also hire someone to make it stress-free. So I just show up every morning. There's an itinerary. We go, we enjoy, it's fine, but that's not going to happen. So I, I am of the opinion now before, like if you would ask me a couple of years ago, like I cannot wait to take Walter and now Annie to Disney World or Disneyland. And now I'm like, no. Now I'm like, hey, you know what? There's a, a wagon and a hill in our neighborhood. And let's ride that yeah. roller coaster. And Walter doesn't even like Disney. He doesn't like Disney movies. He refuses. He says, Mama, I don't like movies. They're too long. I will say uh, when I was a kid, when I was in, I think, second grade is when we went. And we got it for Christmas, maybe. I don't know. We went during spring break. Hold on. I did not know you were that type of rich growing up. Well, this was the 90s. And also, we never went on vacations. We never. We went on because they I were saving mean, for this one Disney trip. We went on this one Disney trip. I think we went on four vacations my entire childhood. Uh, and one of them was Disney. And we had to stand at the window and watch cars go by because my dad was like, this is what it's like what, waiting in line. <laughs> and it was the best preparation. Honestly, I was more prepared for Disney than I think a lot of children were. My, my favorite thing from that whole trip my parents spent all this money, this magical vacation. We went to the beach one day. When we came back, all I could talk about was my mom's friend's weenie dog that I met. My mom was like, wow, we just spent so much money on this magical vacation and we could have just taken you to pet a wiener dog. She's not wrong. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. Robert R. Provine, professor of psychology and neuroscience at the University of Maryland, Baltimore, and some graduate students listened in on normal conversations at local malls. They found that out of 1,200 laugh episodes, only about 10% were generated by a joke. Laughter really has a bonding function between individuals and a group, said Provine. This makes sense to me because I'm a nervous laughter laugher. Yeah. I laugh all the time. I'm a constant so you're, so you're not laughing because something's funny. You're just laughing. No, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Or I'm laughing because I, oh, that was interesting. Let me laugh. And I think it's because I'm trying to bond with people. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I laugh at bad jokes when I'm around people that I don't know. Like if mm -hmm. someone's trying to tell me a joke and I'm like, that's, ah, but it's, it's kind of sad to think about all the laughter that happens in this world and it's just because people are uncomfortable or they feel bad for somebody. Well, it's also though, like I have to tell my kids all the time because they get upset if they're doing something that's like, so my daughter MJ, she'll be performing and she'll have written or like has this song she's making up. And mm -hmm. if people are laughing, she mm -hmm. gets really mad. She's like, this isn't funny. And I have to tell her like, People laugh when things bring them joy, too. Oh, that's a good right? perspective. That's good. I like that. Like, this is adorable. This brings me joy. Mm -hmm. So I'm laughing. It's not necessarily funny. You do laugh a lot at situations that I don't laugh at. But me? It's, yes. But I think it's mm -hmm. because you find joy in them. And so your instinct, like your reaction is to laugh. Yeah, I do. I do find a lot of things joyful. A lot of I mean, I taught improv and yeah. I laughed really hard in like level one improv classes. And I think most people would be like, this is actual hell. Mm -hmm. But I found a lot of joy because when people are out there doing something that's like risky or, yeah. you know, putting themselves out there, I'm going to laugh at them. I think it's great. I didn't I didn't laugh a lot in my level ones. 
but I also though was positive. So where you were like laugh for encouragement, I would give them like constructive feedback, like, oh my goodness, what a great choice you made. Mm-hmm. So they don't think and, like what yeah. they're doing is actually funny. Right. I would laugh and then I'd be like, that was awful. <laughs> I will say. Are so, you laughing because that was funny or that because was funny. you're so that uncomfortable? Was a le- that was a legit laugh because that was a funny, that was a good comedic timing. Thank you. Um, Jamie, my husband has watched hundreds of improv shows, hundreds, because I've we did improv for almost a decade and he tells me all the time it has made him better in awkward meetings because he's had to sit through so many awkward shows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. He goes, an improviser we know once gave Jamie the advice to not laugh at something that's not funny. It only encourages them. <laughs> That's good advice. I need to take that advice. I'm encouraging so many people. Hey, Maggie. So we just learned from this professor that most people aren't laughing because something is funny. Right. We've done a lot of improv. Mm -hmm. What is the worst show you can remember where people either fake laughed a lot or they did not laugh? I just like my stomach just dropped. Yeah. I do remember... One that I've been in, right? Yes, one that you've been in. Yes. Okay. I remember one show and you didn't come to it. You weren't there. You were supposed to be in it, but you you wisely were not there. (laughs) Um, And it was a group and it was like no one was out making moves, right? Mm -hmm. And then so I felt the burden of having to be in almost every scene and I'm sure I was not good in those scenes, but it's also hard to like keep putting yourself out there when no one's laughing, you know? Yeah. And it would be like, I'd I'd leave. I'd be like, this scene's over. I'm off. And then the stage would sit empty. And I was like, I guess I'm back in it. (laughs) I guess I'm back here. The audience does not think Maggie Reith Austin is funny, but I will come back (laughs) and sacrifice myself for this. And I remember texting you after like, I know, um, I know exactly. You remember this? I mean, this was like 10 years ago. This and was, I was one of like, our first troops, our first shows yeah. together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thanks. Thanks. I, rem- I remember because you've never done that. This is probably that. That's probably why I remember because you don't usually feel like shows. Because are- usually I'm like, this is like, whatever. It's fun. I like, I just like to go play and I don't try and judge it too hard. But I remember being like, I feel like the least funny person. And I'm also feel like I have to be in every scene. And I hate that feeling because I don't. You, know. you get in your head, man. Yeah. I, How about you? I distinctly remember Photobomb, uh, one of our early shows at the original Dallas Comedy House back on Commerce. And it was a late show. So probably like 10, 1030. I think we were a second up, which is usually great. Like, yeah, you usually have a, a packed house. It's a fun show. You're, people are looser. But this night in Dallas, it was storming terribly. So much so that you could hear the rain on stage, like hit the roof. Like nothing was absorbing it, that sound, because no one was in the audience. I think there was my husband and like maybe two other people, maybe. And they were like buckets picking up the rain that was leaking. Yes. And so like you're high energy, you're coming out on stage, which makes me so uncomfortable just to think about that. 
and you hear a thunder boom and then you hear this downpour of rain and you can't speak over it because it's so loud and you're just like oh we should just not be on the stage right now yeah, we're just drowning in the silence no one laughing oh my gosh those were the good deafening old days, you know? sound of silence and rain good old days yeah welcome to putin on the ritz the segment where sarah and maggie speak in bad russian accents and share a ritz tracker recipe from the internet Sarah, I have Hello. found a savory recipe for today. Would you Ooh. like to hear it? Goody, yeah. It is meatball Ritz cracker. Wait, meatball Ritz? Meatball. Meatball Ritz cracker. Yes, always all my recipe will have Ritz cracker. Always. Okay. This recipe very simple. You need only frozen bite-sized meatballs. Wait, one more time. Frozen bite-sized meatballs and you will heat them up in microwave for 45 seconds or until they are heated heated all the way okay then you will need mozzarella cheese you will cut the mozzarella cheese put it on the ritz crackers put a little bit of spaghetti sauce top with half a meatball flat side down flat side Flat side down, so you have a little ball on a top. Ball dome, and a then, meatball yes. ball dome. A dome. A dome. dome. Better word. Sometimes my English escape me. It's then fun. you will put a little bit of spaghetti sauce on top of that. If you are feeling fancy, you could put parsley too. But it's, 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 essentially, this is it. Very simple. Clacker, what do you think? Clacker? Meatball? Mozzarella? Mozzarella? Oh, what's, what's the world? Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Mozzarella is Mad- more. You must be Italian. Hello. 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 Get this back. Hello. Get this back. So, meatball cheese, spaghetti sauce. Yes. Yes. Sounds delicious. You eat this up? I eat this up. Where would you serve this? Where would I serve? I would serve this at a barbecue. Oh. I would put it on a fancy plate. And I would be like, hello, welcome to my barbecue. Here is a meatball dome. Please come in. People Enjoy. Would be like, people would be like, oh, this fancy barbecue. I thought barbecue was just casual, nearly really. But no, this is fancy barbecue. Remind I was expecting, of- I was expecting Ritz cracker with some store-bought French onion dip, not but- Ritz cracker with half a meatball on it. This reminds me of, hello, this reminds me, hello, Real Housewife barbecues. Yes. Yes? Yes. They Duh. come, they come, they fancy, They're, they dress in heels to sit in grass. This is where I would serve meatball cracker dome. Does this sound yummy? Duh. Sarah, are you ready for your fact? Yes, I am. In the United States, over 100 million people experience allergies and 20 million experience food allergies. The most common food allergy for adults is shellfish, while children are most commonly allergic to milk. So I am part of the 100. Is this like seasonal allergy allergies too? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, great. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that group. I have terrible seasonal allergies. As do I. 
Awful. As do I. But also Dallas-Fort Worth is notorious Awful. for allergies. Horrible. Horrible. I don't know if it's just because of our politics or the way the wind blows. But for some reason, there are just terrible allergies here in North Texas. It's certainly the political climate in Texas is certainly a cause for allergies. It's if only If only the politics were different. The politics. Was that good? Nailed it. Oh, my. Texas politics are giving people the sneezes. I, I was surprised it, that it was um, milk for kids. Like cow's milk? Yeah. Well, I don't know. My children, Walter had a sensitive tummy when he was younger. But d- can Walter drink milk now? He does, but he doesn't drink a lot of it. I feel like I growing he- up in like Western New York, we drink milk all the time. We did too as kids. But I think that that's a product of the 90s. There was a huge Got push milk. to drink milk. Remember? Got milk. Yeah. It was like milk, con- like constantly Constant. drinking milk, milk Constant. at lunch, milk. And now they advertise milk for after races. Yeah, like you run a marathon and they like, drink some chocolate milk. Best thing you can do. I've heard of that. I don't run anymore and I don't drink milk anymore. Maybe those two things are related. I don't know. Maybe if you drink some milk, you could run a marathon again. I don't think I'm allergic to milk, but I will say anything with a high density lactose content count would not serve me like ice cream yeah but oh old. my gosh you can't, drink, you can't eat ice cream i can like i technically can but I, my tummy will be full of the poops Ugh. no one wants that <laughs> well sarah are you ready to react yeah absolutely so over 20 million americans have food allergies what food would you still eat even if you had to carry an EpiPen every day to enjoy it safely like what's your food oh my gosh Um, that's a really good question. And it's seasonal. Like right now we're springtime Easter's coming up. So it's Reese's eggs. Oh yeah. I would carry an EpiPen to eat one of those. Honestly though, Reese's has done a really good job of making their food shaped like different seasons. Right. Cause then you come to Halloween and you're like, well, of course you're going to eat Reese's Mm -hmm. and then it's Christmas time. And it's like, well, it's a Reese's Christmas tree. So I guess it's time to eat that. And then Easter it's like, here's an egg. The egg was original. The egg was first. Always the first holiday shape. Yes. First egg was the really. Yes. And then everything else came from that. I believe I'm like 98% sure. You can it's interesting that they would start with Easter, not Halloween, but I feel like Halloween is the candy time. But the Easter Reese's egg is notorious for being delicious. Like everybody waits for the season for the Easter eggs to be rolled out because they taste better than regular Reese's. It's got a better it's peanut the, butter to chocolate ratio. Yes. They're more delectable. How does it stack up to the Christmas tree? I usually only do the Reese's eggs. I don't purchase the Reese's because I feel like they're knockoffs. I feel like they're knockoffs. I'm like, no, this is not what I want. You're just trying to get more money from me because you're shaping it now. And it usually just looks like a big poop anyways, you know? So I would not, that would not be on my list. Just the Reese's eggs. As I'm thinking about it in this moment, there's got to be something else. But right now that's today. That's what it is. What about you? Probably pizza. Pizza is the best like breakfast, lunch, dinner option. Um, And I think that I would not be able to be next to a pizza and not eat it. That's interesting. That's, I think that's a really good way to phrase it. What could you be next to and not resist eating it? Also, the like potato chips. You ever go somewhere and there's just like potato chips out? How can you not? Tortilla chips. Tortilla chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They bring it to the table. I could not be like, take this away. No. So I was thinking before I said Reese's eggs, I was saying chips and salsa. That was my first 
thing because man, so I have been on a quest to try and find the best chip and salsa combination at restaurants. And I mm. haven't found the perfect combo. Like Rusty Taco has really good chips. I like the chips thin and a yeah. little bit of like salt and lime on there. Just mm-hmm. like mm, and then Chewy's has really good chips too. But their salsa, mm, not great. Yeah. So the quest continues. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.